This is NERSC News for the week of June 4th, 2018, and I'm your host, Rebecca Hartman-Baker. Today's guest is Rollin Thomas. Rollin is a data architect with the Data and Analytics Services Group and has a PhD in astrophysics from the University of Oklahoma. He was a NERSC user for 15 years before joining NERSC three years ago. Rollin, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thank you. So, Roland, today we're talking about Python, and you are the NERSC Python expert. So, I was hoping you could tell us about what are some good use cases for Python at NERSC. Sure. Uh, Python is great for a lot of things at NERSC. Automation of tasks, orchestration of jobs, uh, workflows involving jobs, data analytics, visualization, data processing, and reduction running edge services like Science Gateway applications or web applications that expose data at NERSC. There are even large-scale simulation codes that run at NERSC that are written either wholly or in part in Python. Wow, really? Yeah. So it sounds like you can use Python for just about anything, but maybe there are some things that it's not so good for? It turns out that Python's an interpreted language that has this thing called a global interpreter lock that makes managing memory much more straightforward in, in Python. Um, that means that the consequence is performance through parallelism looks different in Python than in other languages. It's more process level and it's restricted to um, threaded libraries that are written uh, in extensions in compiled languages. Um, at some point, Python's performance becomes limited by constraints like these that other traditional HPC languages don't have. Um, so to achieve the very highest levels of performance, you need to rely on uh, hybrid, hybridizing code with C or C++ code or using special tools like Numba uh, JIT compilation. Okay, so if you're wanting to run at the highest scales, you don't want to do it purely in Python because Python is an interpreted language, so it's going to perform slowly, but you can you can implement some of like the top layer in Python? A pattern that we see a lot in HPC applications that involve Python is the use of Python as an interface layer uh, for uh, providing a way for users to write Python code that hooks into the application that does some kind of specialized operation like I.O. or modeling uh, a detector or a piece of or, or data format managing data uh, or configuration or even kind of orchestrating the simulation itself um, but then uh, uses C or C++ or Fortran um, to do um, performance critical parts of the code or um, uh, computationally intensive uh, kernels in the code. Okay that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So Roland I've heard of this thing called a Jupyter Notebook uh, but I don't really know what it is, so what is that and how can I use it? Jupyter Notebooks are um, a tool for literate computing. Um, it has become an, an indispensable tool for reproducible data science and machine learning, and also for teaching data science and computing to, to students. Jupyter Notebooks combine code, the results of code evaluation, uh, documentation, visualization, widgets, all of that into one convenient document called a notebook. Uh, notebooks are executable, um, they're re-executable, they're shareable, and they're an interesting way to, to package up science analysis. At NERSC we have uh, two Jupyter hubs uh, that are ways of authenticating 
and using Jupyter at NERSC. Any NERSC user should be able to use uh, either of these two. One's called uh, jupyter.nersc.gov. Uh, that runs external to the Cray systems, but you can still see the GPFS file systems like project and home. And there's jupyter-dev.nurse.gov that actually runs Jupyter Notebooks on a Cori login node. And that allows you to see Cori Scratch, to submit jobs to Cori, and even use the Cori programming environment. Okay, so to access these, I use my web browser? Yeah, you log in through a web browser, you point your web browser at either one of those URLs, jupyter.nurse.gov or jupyterdev.nurse.gov, and you authenticate using your NERSC username and password. Oh, all right. Well, that sounds pretty easy. Do you have a lot of users of these? The service has become increasingly popular, and we're needing to find ways to expand the capacity for the service because of this. We're almost always trying to find ways to expand our capabilities and working on um, policy and uh, instrumentation and, and actually contributing code so that we can merge what Jupyter does with how we do computing at NERSC. Okay. Now, speaking of how we do computing at NERSC, and you mentioned the word tools, that reminded me, are there tools that people can use to develop their Python code on our NERSC machines? We have a lot of tools for other languages like C or Fortran, but are there performance tools or debuggers or anything like that for Python? Yes, there are, with the caveat that it's still kind of the early days for high-performance Python code. Um, that means that the tools that are available for, say, profiling Python code, there aren't quite as many um, tools that are provided from vendors, say. However, uh, Python comes with some very useful tools for performance profiling that um, don't require any additional installation. One of those is the C profile uh, module, which, is, which provides a pretty decent timing um, uh, and performance analysis of, for, for Python code. Um, there's also line profiler, which is for understanding, picking apart bottlenecks in kernels and particular functions that are maybe slow. And, and pointing you in the direction of how to speed up those codes. There are also tool, a few tools from vendors that I should mention. One is uh, Intel VTune has some collection methods that work with Python code, but generally that's kind of the, the main tool that we point people at when they've used up uh, what they can get out of C profile and line profiler. Okay, mm -hmm. okay. And then there's really just very basic debugging for debugging, there's PDB, um, but for debugging large-scale parallel applications, it becomes kind of more difficult. Um, that's that's true for basically any language, but for, yeah. for Python, I'd say that that's kind of a, a gap right now. Okay, all right, good to know. So um, switching gears a bit here, how did you go from being an astrophysicist to working at NERSC? So I've been a NERSC user since I was a graduate student doing my thesis in astrophysics uh, over 16 years. I've been a Seaborg user. I've been a user of every system since then up till now, including PDSF. Over time, I found that I became more and more interested in the interface between computing and data and simulation uh, in a more general sense, kind of. And coming to NERSC was a way to, to to feel like I was having a, a broader impact on science uh, in general than just through one field. Part of it was also a desire to learn some new skills and find new challenges and to meet new people and really to help people do their science. Mm -hmm. Well, of course, 
coming to NERSC, you got the chance to meet me and to be on this really great podcast that has so many listeners. So, Yes, that's really the best part of coming to NERSC. Indeed, I'm sure that's true. <laughs> All right, Roland, so to finish up here, uh, what are three things that you would want NERSC users to know? So I have three useful tips, especially for Python users at NERSC. The first one is that Shifter is a really awesome way to scale up your Python workload at NERSC. So if you have a Python application that you want to run at, say, half the machine scale or full machine scale, it's a really easy way to enable you to do this and to make the most efficient use of your Python code at NERSC at that scale. The second one is that you should also check out the global common file system. There are spaces set aside there for projects to install code that you may want to share with your colleagues on your experiment or your project or your research group, or maybe even with other people you don't even know at NERSC. And the third thing is that if you are interested in Python at NERSC, you should also be checking out Julia. Uh, we have Julia 0.6 installed on Cori uh, for both KNL and Haswell partitions, and we're always looking for Julia users. Oh, okay. That's really cool. Uh, we could probably have a whole another podcast about Julia at NERSC at some point, if you'd be willing to come back. I would love to. Oh, great. Well, thank you, Rowan, for joining me today. It's been a pleasure. <laughs>